Now playing comes a podcast from two brothers. My name is Christian Duran. And I'm Pedro Duran. About the movies that raised them. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? From the laugh out loud comedies to the explosive 90s action flicks. Welcome to Earth. The heartwarming animated classics to the tear jerking Oscar bait dramas. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. And now, grab your popcorn, sit back, and enjoy the Duran Brothers Movie Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Duran Brothers Movie Podcast. My name is Christian Duran. And I'm Pedro Duran. And we are the Duran Brothers. We're here to talk about movies, life, and love, but pretty much just movies, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're here to talk about the movies you may have forgotten, the ones that are coming out, the ones you love, and the ones you hated. Yeah, uh, what the, yeah and what we're watching this week, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about a movie called Just Cause, because that was on a list of movies you, you wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. And the other one on this list was the film I watched this week called Arlington Road. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this podcast might end up being like a... <laughs> 90s forgotten 90s movie podcast (laughs) because these movies are so interesting to me this one in particular i have memories of but i realized i was like have i ever seen this movie yep like you've seen it for uh, sure i know we've grew up watching it and it was one of those movies that it was just on tv like on hbo or something i feel like i remember you watching it a lot and i was like there's like uh, there's some things i have like some movies i have where like I remember you were watching it and I was kind of like coming in and out of the room. So I see, mm. I've seen parts of it, but I was never like, I never f- felt like I watched it. And I always like a couple of movies where I, I was always like wondering like, what, why do you like this movie? Like it was just very, very like, I remember one in particular was the John Waters movie, cry baby. Yeah. I was like, I, I was always like, I, I don't think I've ever seen that movie, but when yeah. I walked in and out, I was always like, why do you like, he really likes that movie. It's very yeah. it's like unusual <laughs> choice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think a lot of it. Well, I mean, we we we, we talked about it before. It was just movies were on all the time like before streaming like there were movie channels and they would just constantly be playing movies you know and so you can come in you turn on the tv and um something would be playing and you go in the middle of it and you'd be like what is this you're trying to figure it out and then you'll see bits and pieces and then um because they were on a, a movie channel they might play it later in the day so you can go back and watch the bits that you miss when you watched it earlier that day and bit and stuff like that. So that was part of it, but I don't know. It's just always, there's always something for me. It was just like really quirky that you can find in a movie that you're like, Oh, that was interesting. Or I like that. Or that was interesting. For example, in Cryberry, that's interesting that Johnny Depp is in a musical, you know, and it's a fifties musical and, um, and it's really campy and really over the top and really silly. Um, and also the fact that like Ricky Lake is in that movie was always interesting yeah. to me. Um, Tracy Lords, who's, um, mm-hmm. she was in porn a while back. Um, so I just, and Iggy pops in that movie. It's just a, it's like a weird. Yeah. John Waters body. always, John Waters just like grabs a bunch of weirdos and makes a movie. Yeah. It's like, that's kind of what he does. Isn't he kind of like the, like an alternate version of, uh, Tim Burton in a way? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. He's almost, like, he's almost like Wes Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> like almost without like the meticulousness, but like the, the same kind of the uh, same crew is just kind of like a odd eclectic mix of people. But yeah. So Arlington road. Mm. which is with Tim Robbins and Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges is the star and Hope Davis yeah. and Joan, Joan Cusack. Cusack, who's kind of like perfectly cast because she's so uh, quirky. Yeah. And yeah. that quirkiness is like when she, when she gets to play like evil, it's like kind of brilliant. Yeah. And eerie uh, at times too, you know? Yeah. Like she's great in Adam's family values when she, when she has to play the bad guy, it's mm. always she's always really awesome. Yeah. So when was that? Do you recall like when was the, maybe the last same time you ever seen it or kind of kind of caught clips of it or anything? I don't remember. You know what I vividly remember is the end. 
I just yeah. remembered the running shot at the end where he's like running to his trunk. So, and you know what? We're just we're gonna do spoilers for these movies. I don't yeah. like. I don't know. It's if you, a, if you I, we oh. rec- I, you know, recommend watching this movie. Go watch it. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I, I, I couldn't find it on streaming. It's not, uh, you know, it's going to be pretty difficult to find on streaming. And um, I, I, I um, had a DVD and I in my library, my personal library, and I like I lost it, so I had mm-hmm. to order a new one. <laughs> so and yeah. it's not on Blu-ray. I can't find it on Blu-ray anywhere. Oh, so weird. I think it's yeah, it's just on DVD. Well, you know, it's probably not that popular enough where yeah. they're gonna make it on Blu-ray. So I had yeah. to get a, a DVD, a, a, a copy of it. So um, apparently, you can watch it on Hulu, Amazon Prime, and Stars mm. Mm, uh, okay. with a subscription to each. But yeah, it's it's on there. These movies are so funny. Where like where do they live now? And it's really on these like random streamers. It's like, you always have to Google like, where can I stream this movie? And it's, it's inevitably on one of them, unless it's like a really old movie, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess I should set this up. I'll just read the log line. Well, while you while you're looking at that, oh. I'll, I'll basically explain like what the plot yeah. is. The plot is that uh, Jeff Bridges is a college professor. He teaches, um, I guess, te- domestic terrorism in the local university. I think he lives it's in a Virginia. Very specific course. <laughs> yeah, no, <All> right. <laughs> domestic terrorism in the United States, or well. I don't know about in the United States. Well, because there's a scene where he talks to one of the foreign students and he brings something up. But he's, he's basically he is a professor of domestic terrorism, and he lives in has to be in the Virginia or Maryland area because um, they live close to Washington D.C. So it's that. Um, so basically, that there's some new neighbors that move in, Tim Robbins and Joan Cusack, and they have kids. And you know Jeff Bridges has a ten year old boy, and he's dating Hope Davis. His grad student which is a weird thing they bring up in the movie but anyway he suspects that tim robbins and joan davis are terrorists yeah jones joan kuzak sorry so jeff uh uh, i'm getting all my jeff yeah jeff Jeff, yeah jeff bridges suspects that tim robbins and joan kuzak are domestic terrorists and they're planning something so it's a basically it's a paranoid thriller thriller um, in the vein of I don't know, it's kind of like the and these you know, neo noir film where you or I always thought it was like a, a throwback to like these nineteen fifties paranoid things where like my neighbors yeah. are communists and oh right. my gosh, yeah. yeah. So which is interesting because uh, I looked at the release date; it's actually a lot later, but it came out in nineteen ninety nine, which I was surprised because in the early nineties. Especially in the U.S., we were worried about domestic terrorism with things like the uh, Ruby Ridge thing or Waco, Texas, or, uh, of course, Oklahoma City bombing, Timothy McVeigh. Yeah. Um, so it's this idea of, you know, the, ter- the, the the face of terrorism is, you know, mid-30s, Caucasian, single male who's trying to blow up the government or trying to get back at the government by blowing up government buildings because they're disgruntled about you know the way the united states is conducting business they're reading the turner diaries and, and shit like this and so it was this kind of fear because they were like they're among us and which is kind of a throwback to 1950s american culture yeah. where you you know ooh, the terror the, the the communists are your neighbor and you have to watch out because you know they're 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 commies and they're red and and all this so well, it's a, now it's come full circle. It's now it's resonating probably a little more because uh, rise in white nationalism and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of that kind of deal. Similar, similar thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because after let me tell you, because that in the nineties and late early two thousands, yeah, that was the face of terrorism. And then as soon as uh, September twelfth, two thousand and one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the face of terrorism changed for a long, yeah. long time. <laughs> yeah, it definitely did. So, there were no uh, white guys doing anything bad in movies yeah. anymore. It was yeah. all like, like the whole every movie started <laughs> started in Iraq, yeah. and uh, it's like. Somewhere in Iraq, and you hear, yeah, yeah, it's that great. There's a there's a great yeah. meme out, and it's just like in Hollywood, and it's a and it's like he's 
Islam, and you see this <laughs> shots of sand and yeah. a camel in the background eating something, and, yeah. and, a, and a woman in a in a in a burqa, and then yeah. uh, a secondary character character says to the protagonist, "Welcome, my American friend." <laughs> Whatever. <we're, laughs> yeah. This movie was came out like you said in 1999. I think there is a very specific reference to Timothy McVeigh, if I'm not mistaken. I think one of his lectures. He puts yeah. a picture up. Of no, it's not Timmy Fabian Faye. It is a it is a character like that, but it's, it's not. like a real. Is it like a well known terrorist? Because I, I mean, I was watching it, but maybe I don't remember it correctly. But like, uh, he was going through the list of names and pictures, mm. and he's he's doing a slideshow for his yeah. students, yeah. and he's going through. He's like Walter. Walter Smith. He bombed a something something something. Yeah, FBI Jennifer, building. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jennifer Grayson. She killed two fbi officers da, da, da. and yeah. then he just shows a picture of one person yeah it's not timothy and, mcveigh because i because okay. yeah i saw it and it, it but i think it might be real uh but it's somebody, the, it's somebody the audience is supposed to know without having to say right right i, I believe so yeah and that was like the one where i was like am i supposed to know who that guy is <laughs> like, yeah yeah because and that made me think that's like it's so interesting because these like films like this and you know we could talk about it a lot but like films like this is like they're movies about the fear of the time and like you just said like domestic terrorism was something of a fear in the i mean early 90s with all the the different attacks and stuff and like 80s slasher movies are fear Mm. of like serial killers right and 70s and you know the fear of communism the fear of the nuclear age right movies always are a mirror of our fears right one thing one thing i say in in reference to that slideshow so that apparently it's it's made up but yeah all the details are exactly of the oklahoma city bombing so for instance yeah that slideshow is a bombing that happened in um overseas in Saudi Arabia of a government building and that character the 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 terrorist in the movie that he's talking about is a made up person but all the fat details that he says about like oh you know there were 19 kids in a daycare center and stuff all that is referencing the Oklahoma City bombing cuz i was watching right. it and i was like yeah that sounds exactly you know exactly like that that incident in Oklahoma City, but the, yeah. the name of that guy that he brings up doesn't ring any bells to me. So, yeah, it's just those these kind of movies, especially when you watch them in present day, you, you realize it's like, oh, things are probably going to be okay. You know, this was the <laughs> biggest fear at that time, <laughs> yeah. and and now it's nothing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's kind of how everything is. It's like there's a movie. Uh, I don't know if you remember this movie, but I remember I was so hyped. I really wanted to see it when it came out. I never did. I ended up seeing it much later. It's called Southland Tales. Uh-huh. Uh, I was a big rock fan, big fan of The Rock. And that was like his big, first big action sci-fi movie. It was the weird, it's oh, from yeah. Yeah. the director of Donnie Darko, yeah. Richard Kelly. And uh, it's, it's an insane convoluted mess. And I mm. rewatched it recently i remember at the time thinking it was like really pretentious because it was all about like the patriot act has has taken our, our mm. privileges and, and and nuclear the war in iraq has turned into world war three mm-hmm. and i just remember being very pretentious and very obtuse and like pretty incomprehensible at that time and then watching it now or recently i was like this is kind of like it's almost kind of cute in that like this this is clearly written by a person who is like blindingly scared of George W. Bush's presidency. Yeah. And like in retrospect, and now that it's been over for 20 years, you're just like, oh, okay. Like it makes you anytime we get I always say there's like when people talk about Trump or whatever, I go, eh, I mean, he's not my first evil president. So I'm not like that scared of what could happen. Because I've yeah. lived through an evil president before, and some people's, some people's first evil president is Obama, depending on yeah. how you look at it. Like, so it's not my first evil president. So when you like, people were right. devastatingly afraid of the Timothy McVeighs and and that of the time. So when I watch movies like Arlington Road, it makes me a little bit, I get a little more optimistic about life because I'm like, you know, these these fears are temporary and they're passing, and I think these watching movies like this show us that. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's always even in that in that in the same vein. Think about, like I said, the, the Arlington Road is it's kind of a throwback to the nineteen fifties commies. Like, you know, my neighbor is a red or something, red and scare. people thought, you know, like yeah, ooh, the communists are taking over America, and they're they're around the corner, and they're your neighbors and stuff and people were really worried about that and there's a whole slew of films and uh, talking you know uh, we're, we're talking about that 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 topic as well and i mean i don't know <laughs> even things about their neighbors being a communist or even let her know like a neighbor being a terrorist now and we lived through that 2001 and that era and stuff and there was a point where you know you know people are stupid and they just think oh that look at that uh, that that, that that family over there, they're from overseas. They might be, you know, part of Al Qaeda. <laughs> yeah. But now you don't even really no, no one really thinks about shit like that, you know? So, yeah. So, what'd you think? Did you enjoy it this time around, especially knowing the twists? And did you see any faults in it? And, and do you think it holds up? You know, it's weird. I, th- I thought it was a lot, a lot less grim for some reason, even though mm. I remember the ending. Like, everything about it was like so messed up like yeah. to the point where like i forgot you know what i mean i forgot that his girlfriend dies like i guess yeah, uh, hope davis yeah right yeah they just like straight up killed his girlfriend and yeah, like yeah. with like 30 minutes left of the movie yeah. you know I, mean? like, I was like whoa this is like not something that usually happens at this point in the movie but like, remember the movie opens with a yeah, 10 year old kid walking down the street with a bloody stump yeah, the bloody stump. Yeah, and and did was that ever? I know they explained it in the beginning. I know they. I forgot how they explained it in the beginning. But oh, was he was it like with fireworks? He was playing with fireworks, right? Yeah, was that's it like, what it was. Yeah. Did they like? They never revealed later. It was something else, right? No, they that said was, it was play, was he was playing story. with fire. And this is the thing. Like I, I watched it again, and I mean, I think it had a better impact when I, on me when I was younger, because um, especially that twist and stuff. And it's just a, it is a super paranoid. It's super. If you watch it now, it's right off the jump. You're just kind of like, whoa, this is kicking off really quick. But it, there is a lot of throwaway lines, and if you're not really paying attention, you're just kind of like, oh, okay, and that's why you miss it. Because in one of the, so just a fair warning for the audience as the movie progresses of jeff bridges gets more and more unhinged right yeah because the thing is so the plot is that he thinks his neighbors are uh, domestic terrorists and he's the only one that believes it and of course no one believes him and he's like you know there are there are no 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 and everyone's yeah. like calm down calm down and he's like da, da, da. and he says in one of his um rants or one of his outbursts he says um tim robbins son's name is connor he was like why why would connor get the idea to play with explosives and fireworks you know why would he where would he get that idea from so that's how they explain yeah. it but it's kind of like a throwaway right. line if you're not really paying attention so that's how they um resolve that um yeah but yeah that the movie is like it just starts off with that like a kid walking down the street and he has a bloody hand and is like his i mean that kid's hand he's gone like i don't understand like he's yeah gone yeah Yeah, like you you're missing fingers and everything it's just a stump yeah and you're left-handed yeah yeah (laughs) you better start you know and jeff bridges is driving down the street sees the kid and he's like what's going on kid and the kid drives to the hospital yeah, but it's a rush to the hospital. I mean, he's on the phone. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like swerving through traffic and yeah. he's just on the phone and he's just like, get out of my way and stuff, which is funny because there is another car chase in that same vein later in yeah. <laughs> in the movie, right? And he drives him to the ER and then he drops him off. And this is one thing I had a problem with. It's just that he drops the kid off and the they put him on the gurney and the hospital staff takes him away. And, he, and the one of the the nurse. Like, yeah the nurse what's yeah she goes name? yeah what's what's going on he's like i don't know what's his name and he goes i don't know and then cuts his name yeah, yeah and then it just cuts the opening credits and i'm like i don't know i don't like how they started that yeah <laughs> because it, yeah, feel, it, it feels little... like it, it was supposed to be something like you know like is, is that his name supposed to mean something later but no it doesn't it's just like yeah. it's just the editing is weird it's like it's just they should have just edited they should have just ended it you know it should have been like what, what's his address that's what it been would have been it should have been like where's he live yeah. where's what's your address boom Arlington Arlington Road. Road. 
know. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, something like that. that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, because yeah, even the name of the movie doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's just it a street. Really mean- it's just supposed to be like, you know, it's supposed to be Main Street USA. It could be anywhere. Yeah. That's what it means and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so it's um, sad. And then, you know, it turns out that it's just like they, they have a next – what's the, what's the next shot? Like, you know, like they're having a party. Welcome back, Connor, for – and they invite – Tim Robbins invites, you know, uh, Jeff Bridges and Hope Davis over and thank you. And they – and, you know, Jeff Bridges has a kid too. And they explain a little bit that um, Jeff Bridges, his – deceased wife was working for the fbi and yeah. she died on duty because of a ruby ridge situation do you know about ruby ridge chris i don't know ruby ridge i know it's the one other of the, two you mentioned yeah earlier. it's one of these things it happened in the early 90s i think 90 91 92 where it, and it's just like in the movie there was this family that was living out in the sticks right yeah and they were hoarding guns and i think possibly selling them um you know without a license or whatever um and they were and and the i think the atf or maybe the fbi came by and we're like, hey, you, you know, you can't do that. And so this family, like, you know, they held themselves up and they're like, you're not treading on my land, whatever, whatever. And then what happened was, um, you know how it is. They said the government says one thing. They said we heard shots and, you know, the FBI or the ATF started firing and yeah. they accident- yeah, accidentally killed like a 10 year old kid. Right. Oh, and then it yeah. just led to like a big shootout and stuff. And the big controversy is, is, you know, like, oh, the government is intruding or encroaching on our rights and stuff like that. And a yeah. lot of, you know, right wing commentators just, you know, argue that this is reason for the Second Amendment and stuff. And, you know, there's yeah. a tyrannical government and all that. So, you know, this is a and it was a through line for Timothy timothy mcveigh because actually timothy mcveigh was actually there because a lot of protesters came out when this whole thing was happening and timothy mcveigh was there at the time um in support for the family in ruby ridge and he was upset and angry at how it turned out and eventually you know it uh inspired him to carry out this thing in oklahoma city so jeff bridges his wife dies on duty in the same sense of the Ruby Ridge thing, you know, they got bad intel or something like that. So that uh, Tim Robbins brings it up to Jeff Bridges and he's like, aren't you mad about, you know, your wife, you know, getting killed like that and isn't it the government's fault and jeff bridge is like mm. it's so leading yeah it's like, like okay. don't you just hate government <laughs> yeah don't you hate the government it's so annoying. <laughs> yeah it's so annoying yeah i wish you could just shoot him yeah like, shouldn't, we, shouldn't we just like shoot the president in the face and jeff bridge is like what no 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 i'm just saying i'm just saying man i'm just saying like, you know whatever yeah, so that's when Jeff Bridges starts to suspect that something's up. And also, he's already paranoid, I guess. But there is a scene yeah. earlier when he's like teaching his class where you're kind of like, dude, you're a little already yeah. a little bit off the hinge because he's yeah, just this like, is, you know. This is like one thing that um, – and we can get into it a little – I mean, we're going to get into the end. But yeah. like Tim Robbins and his family's plan and his like group's plan, it's kind of like um, Just Cause – where like mm. the villain's plan ultimately hinges on like somebody being like perfectly crazy. Yeah. You know I mean? like, yeah. And like, doing okay. every step that they lay out. Exactly. He has to go this crazy to run into this building and do this thing and yell at this person yeah. so that this plan can work to a T. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing I was watching and, re- I, I, and I've watched it a bunch of times. I always try to figure out at what point, like when Tim, like, so is it did Tim Robbins and the family moved to that neighborhood because they were setting Jeff Bridges up? Or was it a thing of they just moved there, they were going with their plan, and then they were like, oh, this guy's a, guy. a perfect, it's a perfect fall guy. So let's see first if he, you know, will, um, um, join our group and see if he's down with the cause. And if he isn't, then fuck him. Let's set him up. You know, I'm always worried. Right. I'm always trying to find out what what point is it because, yeah. In the movie, Tim Robbins says to um, Jeff Bridges, says, "Listen, you saved my son that day. You know, when you took him to the emergency room. So I'm eternal. I'm always going to be grateful for you." for that but don't get in the way of my business or something whatever it is right yeah so it's kind of like all right and then there is a point where they realize tim tim robbins and joan kuzak realize okay this guy he's gonna snitch on us he's gonna rat us out he's gonna be in our way so we're gonna set him up to be the fall guy yeah 
Um, I because the ending, the very last scene where they're like, <laughs> I guess we got to move. Basically, yeah. I hope it's somewhere warm this time. Somewhere yeah, nice. Somewhere. It's great. so weird, isn't it? So that was like to me. That was them saying. So our deal is we move into a town. Like we find a place we want to blow up. Pick a stooge. Have him blow him up, and then we move to the yeah. next target. Yeah, it, it does make sense because also early. There's two things early in the film. Well, early, early, um, when they're Tim Robbins and Jeff. Well, Tim Robbins and Jeff Daniels just start being buddies, right? Because you know they're neighbors and stuff. And Jeff Tim Robbins starts inviting Jeff Bridges' son. So all these like social events, like there's some Boy Scout thing or they play yep. Little League Baseball. Little League. And when they're on the like the Little League Baseball field, that's when Tim Robbins is kind of like, yeah, man, don't you want to get Matt back at the government? And then that's when that's the scene where Jeff Daniel, Jeff Bridges is like, what? He's like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's really fucked up how your wife died. He's like, what? He was like, how do you know about that? It's like, and it's so pervy too. Because I watch it and Jim Robbins is like, oh, well, you know, your son told me. He was like, we actually talk about a lot of stuff. And I'm like, what? <laughs> the fuck are you talking my son like that dude yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then, and then and there's a shot where jeff bridges looks at tim robbins kid and tim robbins's kid is like with his head down really disappointed and i read that as like oh this happens a lot where i took it as tim robbins's kid connor whatever his name is he was befriending this kid and he was like oh i guess this is another kid that we're gonna have to set up yeah you know man he's disappointed because yeah. he's just like i know what it is and then also later when uh jeff bridges is investigating and he he finds some information about a previous guy that tim robbins was neighbors with he goes to the father uh of that guy who was marked as a domestic terrorist and he tells him he was like yeah my son was a good boy you know he just got caught up with the wrong people and it's not his fault and this and that this and that and i think that's another um indication that you know tim robbins and joan cusack they just go town to town and set up these people set up suges and then move to another move to yeah. another city and do it all over again yeah so and it feels like because of his back jeff bridges backstory they targeted him mm. to be like yo don't you want to like kill government <laughs> yeah right right yeah. that's cool yeah. right and yeah. then when they realized he wasn't in he wasn't down they were like all right we'll just set him up <laughs> yeah i guess i guess if you look at it that way they maybe they do it on purpose and see if like oh this guy's does he want to do it the easy way or the hard way, right? Basically. Yeah, like, okay, cool. And they can do it. And then, you know, and, and, and maybe it's a lot more diabolical. They can influence him and, and, you know, say, oh, yeah, you should do it. Fuck it. But we have all the tools. You're going to be a freedom fighter. You're going to die for your country and all this stuff. And yeah. and if they don't, if they're not willing to do it, they're just like, all right, we'll just, we'll just do it. Um, yeah, we'll do it for you. We'll just give you that push. Yeah. Well, the things that you watch now that you're like, oh my gosh, like are the scenes where he's in the classroom giving the speeches, he's giving very passionate speeches about <laughs> <Yeah>. domestic terrorism. <laughs> yeah. Like he's breaking down in tears. And one of which makes sense because he's talking about, he's basically relaying to the students, the story of his wife's, the, how his wife died in yeah. the Ruby Ridge type deal yeah um she was like an fbi agent and they went into a place like exactly what you just said they went into a place where people had guns and it turns out they legally had a right to have guns it was all accounted for but they ended up it was just a mistake and they a lot of people died including jeff bridges wife yeah. but when he's telling his students that he's getting all emotional about it and shooken up yeah. so at the end they're doing by the way we haven't really said what the ending is we've been dancing around it but so when we get to the end so the whole movie is basically he figures out that tim robbins it's gonna blow up a building yeah yeah the first sign he gets is that he's getting mail under a different name what for whatever reason tim robbins's mail came into jeff bridges's mailbox um, mailbox and maybe yeah. they put it in there themselves i don't know yeah but, you know like you never know like yeah, yeah yeah jeff bridges is getting tim robbins mail but the tim robbins mail is coming in under a different name and it's weird so he mm -hmm. starts he thinks it's a little odd he starts looking it up based off the details that tim robbins gives him like his old college his old you know he starts looking up yearbooks and he realizes that he actually does have a different name his name is like william monahan or something he mm -hmm. starts looking his old him up and he realizes that 
He was he has a past of not I guess domestic terrorism. I mean he was he was responsible for like some small bombings at like the college or something like yeah, basically that, like and then he ended up blowing a government building in his small okay. town because um the like the bank or something took away his father's farmland. So that's why he was pissed off. Right. So, so he does have a history of domestic terrorism. So then, so then he's like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. First of all, this guy's not who he says he is. Second of all, he's like doing the thing that I teach about every day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so he starts, he's basically trying to figure out what the plan is. He's like, he's obviously doing something. So what's the plan? Uh, Tim Robbins finds out and then kind of like holds his son hostage. He kills, Jeff Bridges' girlfriend. They kill. Yeah. It turns out Jeff Bridge, uh, Tim Robbins, and his wife are in on it. Um, there's like a whole crew they have, which yeah, you find like out. All, it, seems, it seems like every time they have a party, everyone because they have a barbecue in the beginning, and you see all the, like they introduce all the this is my friend Brennan, uh, all the people in the background, and then it turns out everyone at the party, all their uh, acquaintances, and everyone in their social circle is involved in this underground domestic terrorist yeah it's like fight club organization yeah <laughs> but you know what it's also i've been thinking about that in the beginning you see all these people and you see like there's a bald guy with glasses in the back you don't really pay yeah. attention to him and then there's another scene later in the movie where jeff bridges uh uh confronts him uh, tim robbins and they're having another like luau party but yes. that scene is so crazy right because yeah. it's all like dutch angles and it's almost like yeah. a fever dream right and they're just yeah. and they basically tell uh uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Bridges like you can't do anything and it's just like they're all laughing at him like ah, yeah. ah, 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 ah. and it's just like the cameras are going crazy and it's like red yeah. and green neon tint in the background it's yeah, so and wild it's, and it's funny because like I didn't even know the 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 luau part of it I, I yeah. guess I just missed the luau aspect of it but he goes to his house and he's like he says something like you could stay for the party and I looked up and they're like like they're in his house, but like the like the lights are all orange and shit. I was like, "Yo, what yeah. kind of fucked up party?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's from the luau lights, like outside, yeah. presumably. But they're all like cackling, like evil villains. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so anyway, Jeff Bridges figures it out, and he's trying to get his wife's former partner of the FBI to sort yeah. of believe him or whatever. Yeah. And he's telling he's, everyone. He's like, dude, he's, everyone, he's everyone, like, everyone. Bro, this guy's a fucking terrorist. He's going to do something. Nobody really yeah. believes him. Yeah. And he's like, they think he suspects it's a ball. There's a new mall in, yeah. in, 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 in the city. And he's mentioning, he's like, oh, I'm Tim Robbins. that says, I'm a structural engineer. I'm working on this mall. So he's like, they're going to blow up the fucking mall. Yeah. So, so anyway, it leads to this whole thing where Jeff Bridges, they take Jeff Bridges, kid, right? So he's driving to a building. Yeah, Yeah, because they take – well, Jeff Bridges during the course of the movie starts you know, doing stakeouts and he sees every day at 12, they go to this compound and they pick up these these bottles. I think they're explosives and stuff. So he's telling everyone. No one believes him. He's telling his uh, his dead wife's partner – you got to go. You got to go to this. And they're like, no, man, like we checked it out. Everything's all good. He tells Hope Davis. They're, they're all fucking crazy. And this is the thing with Hope Davis is so weird is they keep saying like, oh, you know, because he's a professor. Hope Davis was once a student and now they're yeah. dating. And not, they're not, you know, they're not, she's not taking a class, but they kept bringing it up. And I was like, what does that matter? Who cares? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I was like, okay, they kept bringing it up. And anyway, so he tells Hope Davis, oh, he's a terrorist. And she's like, no, I don't believe you. And then she ends up dead in a car crash. And it's obviously yeah. they did it. And is a setup. When she finds out, when she starts yeah. going like she goes like she starts believing. I it. don't. She goes, I think you're crazy, and then she starts following uh, Tim Robbins or Joan Cusack, and then she yeah. starts seeing some shit, and she's like, Oh my god! So she calls him from a payphone, from a payphone, <laughs> very nineties, and leaves him a yeah. message on his answering machine again, yeah. very nineties. <laughs> yeah. So so then they, she calls him, and she's like, I believe you. I totally believe you. There's some weird shit going down. Then they found her her car, and it's not like a movie now. They would find her car and let you think she was dead, and then like later on, it's like we didn't kill her, we just kidnapped her. No, she's dead. Yeah, <laughs> they she's dead. Killed her ass. Yeah, they killed her. <laughs> so, so anyway, and then he's uh, so Jeff Bridges is headed to this building that he thinks they're trying to blow up, and um, 
and he's trying to he's trying to basically get his FBI friend to believe him. So he drives like to the FBI building. I and correct me if well, I have this wrong. Well, the, well, the thing is, he's following the van in which he believes the yeah. explosives are in. So he's following yeah. the van. He's following the van, and he's like, first. It's like really, you know, he's just doing a little quick stakeout, and then out of the back of the van, he sees his son and that's yeah. when he starts freaking out. So he's thinking, yeah. my son is in the van in which they're going to blow up. So then the van speeds off and then Ned, this is the wild chase thing. Yeah. And he's swerving through traffic and he's, I forget the kid's name, Con, uh, Timmy or whatever, Timmy, Timmy or whatever. And then he goes and then the van peers off. And as the audience, you see two things. You see the van that Jeff Bridges is following. It goes to the basement of the FBI headquarters and then it cuts and you see another van a di- a, a same identical van go into the mall in which this whole setup is you know being uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh um, perpetrated uh, perpetrated yes and out of the van is the little boy and the cow the the cub the boy scout master or whatever and they go into the mall and so you're like fuck jeff bridges is not in the location in which this bomb is going to go off because it's going to go yeah. off in this mall and the line is you know uh, jeff bridges breaks through the thing and every, and obviously his fbi building so they're like dude what are you doing and he's like there's a bomb there's a bomb in that car we gotta in the van you gotta you gotta fucking and, everybody's and then, everybody's got guns on jeff bridges yeah, yeah. And, jeff and he's bridges. wild i mean he's yeah he, he looks crazy yeah <laughs> yeah his he shirt is like, yeah he's got tomato stains everywhere <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just like and then the classic great line and, right and then hold on and then it's but it's delivered by his wife's former partner who's yeah. giving him a break who's like telling everybody put your guns down put your guns down i know this guy i know this yeah. guy yeah yeah and then and then he goes he goes jeff he goes jeff bridges that van's supposed to be here that jeff and then, you know it's delivery every time the only one that's not they supposed look, to wait, be here go ahead, they go look ahead. they look in the van and it's yes. just like Actual deliveries. It's not. Yeah, it's like paper or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. And goes, Jeff. That van is supposed to be here. The only person that's not supposed to be here is you. All right. And you want to get yeah. the reveal? And then he looks and he's like, huh? And he does this. <laughs> and he looks. The at camera the truck. Throws, uh, throws, does a three sixty. The camera does a three sixty and goes all the way around to his car. His like red, like Toyota, like Nissan or Toyota Corolla or whatever. Yeah. And you can see his car. It's like all in just a spotlight. And yeah. he starts running toward the car, running toward the car, and the run takes forever. Yeah, it's and a slow mo. Like, oh, slow mo. And it's like red and he's sweating. And oh my gosh. I never see him open the key, like take the keys and open the trunk. But anyway, he opens the trunk, pops the trunk, and in it is the bomb. So they put the bomb in his car for him to drive in it. Bomb goes off, kills everybody. Dude, and building. what an explosive, right? What an yeah. explosion. I mean, it's that that building is done. Like Dude, it's like the Dark Knight hospital explosion. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally like just like that. And it like destroys the building, craziness, everybody dies. And then um it's a montage see, at like, the end. Yeah, there's a montage at the end of the news reports where they're like, it was this bombing at the this federal building was perpetrated by um Jeff Bridges, a lone lone nut, Jeff Bridges, who was yeah. becoming more erratic, and he had the perfect motive because his wife was his killed. Wife died, yeah. His wife died, and he always blamed the FBI. And then it cuts and to not his even FBI, but his he blamed his F, his ex wife's his yeah his dead wife's partner who was there yeah. at the scene, you right. know, and yeah, and then. Uh, they they started doing like we interviewed people who knew him and they're his students were like yeah he when he did his, his class it was fucking weird <laughs> like they're yeah, all like yeah. I love that guy uh, there's yeah. like a jock character yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, at yeah. the beginning when he's doing that passionate speech and and he's doing the slideshow he was like because Jeff uh, uh, Bridges is arguing he was like do you really think that just one guy did it and then that jock guy goes basically his line is like bro they said they did it so it's all good I'm like yeah, who is this guy yeah, yeah I know <laughs> and, and then, then and he comes back and it's just like yeah he was like really passionate like it was like 
he was a good teacher, but like he was, it was pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny because college students in '90s movies all are 37. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but one of the one of the college students that they interview is actually wasn't a college student. It was one yeah. of the terrorists, and yeah. she's like young enough, and she's like, she's they planted yeah, her in the course. Yeah, they plant her in there, and then she goes, and she's like. She just makes up some lies. Yeah. She's like, yeah. yeah, he was just like fucking, he just straight up was like holding a bomb in class. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, she basically, like, she says, she goes, yeah, I liked him as a teacher, but one day he did pull me to the side and said, you know, Megan, those people are going to pay gonna and pay. they're going to yeah. burn in with fire and fury. I always thought yeah. it was strange, but I didn't even I think it was about weird. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was I like, know, yeah. <laughs> she might as well just be like, he said some shit about the Jews too. Like, yeah, no, like <laughs> what? Throw that in there. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> So then he gets blamed for the whole thing. And then you see his house all boarded up and Tim Robbins and Joan Cusack are on the lawn. Yeah. Talking about like, uh, well, I guess shot is like, is like they take the kid away. They They take take the kid away. Like, yeah, it's kind of, oh yeah, that's really sad. Cause like now his mom is dead. His dad's dead. And, uh, they take him like like child services or whatever takes him. Not like Tim Robbins or anything. So Tim Robbins and Joan Cusack are on their lawn at the end of the movie and just like, well, I guess we got to move on. He's like, I hope. And Joan Cusack's like, I hope we go somewhere nice this time, somewhere warm, somewhere safe, somewhere whatever. And he's like, yep. And you see a for sale sign on their lawn. So like to me, again, like the inference to me was that this is just the, the gimmick. They go to a town, find somebody, either set them up or get them to join, blow up a place and move on. And then yeah. pack up their lives and like do it all over again. So really, I mean – and then you know what the last last shot is? The last last shot is like that city. It's just it's a it's an overhead of a of a sidewalk of a city, and yeah. it's um, just pedestrians just um, walking. Like maybe it's New York City or maybe Washington DC. Yeah. It's just all these faceless people, and it's just a newsreel. It's like it was determined it was just one person that did the bombing and the Jeff Bridges bombing and stuff. And it's just and it kind of insinuates that it was like oh it could be anyone out there you know yeah. just you just gotta be careful audience yeah good night and good luck <laughs> yeah 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 exactly it could be any one of you getting set yeah. up next time yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. you know what's interesting i didn't I, I thought about it before but like there is that thing in the beginning he's like what's the what's the boy's name i don't know the boy's name yeah, and then yeah. it cuts the arlington road title credits but like the title yeah. credits are almost like seven yeah. like i was this yeah, i don't know it's like it was, it's like negative film everything's like yeah know, exactly bleach like, film yeah, or whatever yeah. and it's like was this like post seven was because i don't remember seven having that big of an impact i felt i felt like it was not a movie that did well right but like uh, i mean is, i mean it was popular i think right was it? I don't know. I'm like, I can't really get a handle on like how popular it was or wasn't at the time because like, I'm, I guess what I'm asking is we just saw Just Cause and we're seeing Arlington Road, like these movies with very twisty endings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Was the twist ending in like, I saw, again, I was talking to you about Primal Fear, another mm-hmm. twist ending. Mm-hmm. It's like, was the twist ending in the 90s that was that from seven or was that or seven a part of that? Or it was like, where did that come from? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think seven definitely was a part of it. It's just that seven is such a superior movie yeah. that um, it's, it, it's part of it. You know I mean? Seven yeah. is such a good movie. The twist ending, even if it didn't have a twist ending, it was yeah. still hold up. Cause I think yeah. even earlier than that, look at um, uh, uh, silence of the lambs. It came out yeah. what 1990. I mean, the dude gets out, gets away, you know, and that's the twist. Right. like he was he escaped through you know he was he was you know he's the dead body on the on the ground right and he yeah. and he gets and gets away and stuff so i mean I, I, yeah i don't think seven is the one that started all off but right. i think it definitely helped in 1981 sounds the lamps but it definitely helped it um because you know it was twisted dark and stuff like that and yeah it's just maybe it was just a thing where studios want to say we need to have a twist because you know we got to pay it off for the audience you know there's got to be something and not every movie in the 90s was like that i mean i think about stuff like the even the big big ones look at you know jurassic park didn't have a really twist ending or anything like that but once again those are very different different films um but in the thriller genre yeah it was it is something that's 
that's um that's a that's a big thing. I'm thinking about movies like Copycat or um, yeah. Um, Twisted was another one, another serial killer, serial killer one. Um, um, I saw one recently with. I mean, Ashley the usual J- suspects. Yeah, usual suspects. That's an. Yeah, it, it was something that caught on that it was like every movie had to have a twist ending just to to make the audience feel. Uh, what what is it to, to make I just, to give I don't to give the audience I even, something? I guess to shock the audience, but it also just felt like a. I don't know. It just felt like a trend for, yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at these movies and this is what the thing they all have in common is this twist ending, um, that we're all, we're hurtling towards. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I was just, I was just curious if that was like a thing. I'm like, I wonder what was going on. I wonder sometimes, you know, like sometimes a script just gets very popular and then all the other scripts tend to look like that. Like, Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, even when The Matrix came out, then everything was bullet time afterwards. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. That was such a... F- that, I remember being in that bullet time era and wondering when it was going to end because I was like, yeah. it's it's funny that it's not really a thing anymore. Like it's mm. it's kind of a, a relic like of the 2000s. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, it's like a relic <laughs> of the 2000s. It's like, like if you wanted to make a movie, like making fun of the 2000s, you would have to do bullet time. Cause like yeah. even Charlie's angels had like bullet time. Like it's yeah. like, it's like spoof movies had bullet time, you know, yeah. it would be just like someone, I'm pretty sure one of those scary movies, like somebody would like come and then the sperm would yeah. be in the air and somebody had to dodge it in bullet time yeah. and stuff. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> cool. You know? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's exact- wanted. Wanted was another one that used and abused. That. You remember James yeah. McAvoy, McAvoy, uh, and Angelina Jolie. Yeah, Morgan Freeman's in it. That's another one with a twist ending where like the good guy is actually the bad guy and all that. Yeah. So, and that was another one. It was like bullet time. Like check it out. It's like extreme. Drink so your fucking Red cool, Bull sugar free Red Bull while you watch sugar this movie. Free. <laughs> um, so Arlington so. Road was. Uh, directed by mark pellington who apparently is a pretty famous or pretty prolific um music video director is he because i because i was just like i don't know like what is this like i've never heard of this guy but you know he's directed i'm looking at his imdb survive night walkers the severing the angel featuring jaleesa survive star trek Damian Marley, Imagine Dragons, Demi Lovato, a lot of Demi Lovato music videos, mm-hmm. Silver Sun Pickups, Three Days Grace, like tons of Kid Rock, Demi Lovato again, <laughs> Michael Jackson featuring Akon, Hold My Hand, Bruce Springsteen, YouTube, list goes on. And he directed the movie that we talked about last, I don't know if we talked about it last time, but we certainly have talked about it recently. The movie we both kind of loathe, The Mothman Prophecies. Oh yeah, that's bad. Yeah. That's a shitty movie. Uh, That was the movie right after Arlington Road was Mothman Prophecies in 2002. Yeah, Yeah, interesting. I just... Movies. You can tell, if you actually, if you watch Warrington Road, um, yeah, you can kind of see he's a music video director because there's a lot of style. There's a lot of yeah camera tricks and stuff like with the speeding yeah. of the car, the 360. That's party scene where everything's orange and everyone's like evil and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's and, and there's even one and it's so subtle. I always it was a, sh- a shot that really stood out to me in the movie. It's just him. When Jeff Bridges is laying in bed and Hope Davis is in the next room in the bathroom brushing her teeth and they're just getting ready for bed. And it's just def- it's just interesting the way it's just set up. Jeff Bridges is laying on the bed and there's – um, it's because of the darkness. It's just l- the way it's lit. Just a black divider between Jeff Bridges and Hope Davis. And I just – it's just something about that shot. I was always like, huh, that's really interesting to me the way he set it up because he's not – because he's starting to suspect you know, Tim Robbins – is something's up with him and she's you know in the bathroom it's all lit and she's all dressed in like a white sleeping gown or something and he's just there by himself separated from everyone well hope davis in the shot and he's you know and, and between them it's a big um void of blackness and i was just, yeah. i don't know it's just something about that shot i was like huh that's really interesting that i mean i guess it's to uh, in, uh, convey that he's alone or he's by himself or and all that he's separated from everyone else but yeah it's a it's a lot of style in the in, in the movie a lot of cool shots and even something when he goes to jeff bridges 
um, goes to collect his or pick up his son from the Boy Scout thing. Um, he goes to like the Boy Scout office or whatever, and the two guys in the boys but boy scout what are troop masters or whatever they're just scout lit master. they're light yeah they're lit from the bottom up and they just look eerie mm-hmm. as they say like your son's not here you know and they just look eerie and then they cuts to jeff bridges who's lit perfectly fine you know but yeah, it's just yeah, the way yeah. like they, they he, he he lit it he lit those two guys in a very eerie way to convey like something's up something's going on um, so, I mean, that's one, th- I mean, and th- yeah, that's one thing is when I watched as a, a lot growing up, it was one thing I took away from it. the shots are like really, really cool. There's a lot of style in it. He conveys a lot of stuff in the cinematography. The script sometimes is a little, I don't know it just goes from one thing to, it just, it just go from kind of like zero to next where he's just like, you know, he meets Tim Robbins and then the next scene, he's like, something's up with that guy. I think he's a terrorist. You know what I mean? It's something that's like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He got the wrong mail. He must yeah. be a terrorist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, yeah. And then, of course, the ending is, is yeah. classic. So, Arlington Road was written by Aaron Kruger. The movie right after Arlington Road's New World Disorder with Rucker Hauer. And the poster looks like just any other movie. The poster looks like it looks like a DVD, straight to DVD movie before straight to DVD movies really mm. existed. Uh, then he wrote Scream 3, which mm. I I remember liking when I saw yeah, it. Yeah, that's the I Hollywood liked, one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Reindeer Games, which mm. I don't know if I've ever seen. Uh, Imposter with Gary Sinise, which is... I always remember that being like... No disrespect to Gary Sinise. I, I think he's a nice guy, I'm sure. But like they're trying to make him a lead? <laughs> like, Imposter? I don't remember Imposter. that. Just look it up. Once you see like the poster and like maybe a couple still shots from it you'll go oh yeah yeah i remember that yeah, okay and he wrote the ring 2002's oh, the, the, American Horror Classic, right? the ring yeah and the ring Two, the skeleton key brothers grim blood and chocolate oh, trans brothers grim that's another bad one i saw that one really yeah that's a terry yeah. gilliam movie that i never yeah really I, watched. I, I i watched that in theaters because i'm a heath yeah. ledger fan and mm-hmm. but i did not like that i didn't like that at all no yeah uh brothers transformers transform well he didn't write the first one he wrote mm. two revenge of the fallen dark of the moon age of in- extinction he wrote ghost in the shell uh with scarlett johansson the dumbo tim burton dumbo and then top gun maverick wow so he has a career it's good he's had a hell of a career yeah yeah yeah, all so, started yeah. from Arlington. Beautiful. Arlington <laughs> Road, man. He's he figured it out. Yeah. I mean, I will say this about the script. It's pretty tight. Like it's pretty, you know, it's it's a lot of there's a lot of balls in the air, but he, you know, they does a good job of like keeping it all, keeping the train moving and keeping everything making sense. It all makes sense. The the man did his job. He yeah. continues I wonder to do now, it. does he have the ending prior and then write it from there, or he's just writing it and then he gets to that ending? That's got to be one you write backwards, right? It has to be because you just go like, I don't think you get to that point where you're like, fuck, how do I end this? Oh, shit. I don't think you get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think you go like, oh, shit. What if you did a movie where, oh, shit, this is going to be tight. And you write yeah. the end first and then go backwards. And you're like, yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. And you're thinking about it like he's probably well, yeah, it's probably sitting back looking at these stories about these domestic terrorists, and it's like, what if that guy was set just up? some dude? Yeah, yeah. And then he starts thinking about what's his name, Oswald. Yeah, and all that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. And then starts doing it and, and 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 starts writing it from there. So, so I have the I have the I, I had to get the a new DVD, and it, the, there was no really. Um, good features bonus features yeah it's just behind yeah. the scenes stuff but it, it's behind the scenes stuff it's just the the dailies it's just uh, someone videotaping the dailies and you're just watching the scene play out but you are literally behind um what's it called yeah. that camera that camera wall and you're just yeah. watching you're just watching the actors act behind the camera wall and you're like oh okay but there's nothing out of the ordinary to give you insight into anything else so i was a little disappointed yeah. in that because i do like, like to watch there's Watch no that. like interviews or anything like no, no it's not even like the HBO no. interviews. No, 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 no. That's what I was like a featurette. No, yeah, yeah, There's yeah, nothing. Yeah. It's just um, a, the theatrical trailer, yeah. and then it goes behind the scenes, and then it says the, this, you know, the house scene, and then it's just them 
acting and you're like oh okay well yeah. all right there's no jeff bridges going like yeah i just dug the script man it's yeah. just great it's great yeah yeah <laughs> but you know you know you know we we liked it yeah, yeah. i just thought it was just thought it was great man it was far, far out man far out man <laughs> it's just really complex yeah yeah and wouldn't shawshank come out because I, I i i think uh tim robbins mm. probably did this because it was like he was That's such a good guy like you know what? I don't. Oh, it's, have, it's a Shawshank had come out before. It definitely yeah, came Shawshank out before. Yeah, Shawshank was in '94. Uh, yeah, I was wondering. I was like, when did Sh- when did Tim Robbins get big? And that was Shawshank, right? It had, that I was, mean, I think it was acting. Of course, well, he was in the player. He was in the player. Oh I yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's crazy because that's like leading. That movie's tremendous too. Like I, I, yeah. I don't love it, but it, there's like, is one of the best endings ever. One of the most cynical kind of hilariously bleak and funny endings to a movie yeah i have to watch it because it's on my list i haven't seen it but yeah it's on my list it's a brilliant ending but yeah Yeah. so i'm damn tim robbins has been a lot of stuff yeah but look i'm looking at now he's in top gun original is he really yeah apparently he's in top gun howard the duck you know moonlighting oh the series top gun howard the duck Five Corners, Tapez, Bull Durham, which Twister? I was a big hit, right? But that's not the real Twister. That's 1989 Twister. No. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Cadillac Man, Jacob's Ladder. Jacob's Ladder, of course. I remember that. Jungle yeah. Fever. Yeah. Interesting. Player Bob Hutt, Roberts. Hutt, he was doing the Coen Brothers and the Hudson. Yeah, uh, and then, then once he gets. I always remember him in Nothing to Lose, man. There was a time. Oh, in yeah. That, like in the late nineties, they just put a comedic actor or a yep. white actor with like a black comedian and yep. they put him in this salt and pepper kind of like this guy is, uh, you know, the black comedian and he's a low life criminal that gets caught and up the- with this straight lace white guy. And yeah. for some reason they have to steal some money from some fat cat and oh, oh, yeah. here we go. And culture shock and, because um, there's another one with Charlie Sheen and Chris Tucker, isn't the same Street. thing? Like oh, that? No, no, no. Yeah, no, I know. No. What you Money mean. talks. Money, Money talks. talks. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and Nothing to Lose is in that one. The only thing, the only big thing I remember from uh, Nothing to Lose is that Rebecca, uh, Rebecca Gayhart, and they yep. have like she's something. I think something. I don't remember exactly, but like. Tom Tim Robbins is like I think he's married in it or something like that. Yeah, and Rebecca Gayhart is like she wants to screw him she wants to like she's his assistant or something she wants to fuck him but he's a married guy he doesn't want and then if he finds out his wife is cheating so basically later in the movie when rebecca gayhart throws herself at tim robbins it's okay you know what i mean but i remember that scene it's like pretty sexy she like fucking jumps him and like yeah yeah. really is riding him and i was like damn like i always i always like rebecca gayhart though she was like really a good actress and really beautiful and stuff so she was was just she shows back up in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was. I, I yeah. remember when the, the cast list came out. I was like Rebecca Gayhart. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot she looks great. I know she looked great. A lot of nineties yeah. people got play in uh, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, um, um, Luke Perry. Um, yeah, nothing to lose. Directed by, written by, and directed by Steve Odekirk, the Kung Kung Pao into the Fist dude. Oh yeah, that's yeah, one of those movies so mighty too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, anyway, this was like later Tim Robbins after he kind of already blown up. But then I guess somewhere in the 2000s, he just kind of like, I mean, he's always been famous, I guess. But has he, I, he got an, an Oscar nomination for Mystic River. I don't know if he won. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. I don't no, I don't think he won. I don't, I don't really, yeah, I don't think he won. Um he won two. Oh yeah, he did. No, he did. Oh, he, oh, Sean okay. Penn won best actor, and then Tim Robbins won best supporting. Yeah, I know Sean Penn won for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I remember that movie. That was like because that was the Lord of the Rings. The third Lord of the Rings was like that was the year that won everything, and then Mystic River was like, oh shit, Clint was back, and he's directing like a motherfucker. Yeah. And then yeah, <laughs> he's back. That was like Tim Clint Eastwood went on a run in the early 2000s, like Mystic River and then Million Dollar Baby. And then I think there was yeah. one more too. Maybe Grand Torino's in there somewhere. Grand Torino, but that was a little later. But yeah, pretty much. Oh, Spencer Treat Clark was in Mystic River as well. 
who's mm. in Arlington Road. Oh, but, okay. So it all circles back. Yes. Um, um, what thing with Tim Robbins? Do you when you think of Tim Robbins, you don't really see him like exploding as an actor or anything. He doesn't go over the top. He's kind of like just subdued kind of guy, right? He's pretty subdued, except in this Arlington Road. <laughs> in, in oh this, yeah, he kind of goes a little bananas. Uh, yeah, a he's a little. Bit. He's a over the top in Green Lantern, certainly. Uh, Green Lantern, the superhero movie. Yeah, the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. I don't Peter remember Sars- him. Peter Sarsgaard plays like the villain, villain, and yeah. then uh, Tim Robbins plays, plays like his evil Jeff dad. Bridges. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he plays his. He plays Peter Sarsgaard's like evil dad, who Peter Sarsgaard can't impress enough, and he's like, "What if I become evil?" And then it's wow. I don't remember that movie at all. Now it's kind of coming back, but I don't. Is he a military guy in that movie? Yeah, he's like a military business. He's like halfway between military and businessman. Like he wears a suit the whole time, but he's like. I need money, beautiful, beautiful money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For the military. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need my military contract. <sighs> yeah. Foaming at the mouth and everything. Yeah. So. But what else have you been watching? Uh what have I been watching? Um, a lot of just like going on YouTube and watching like best shots of cinema ever. There's a YouTube channel called Amazing Shots. Mm. And it's just like you can go through the playlist and it's just like the best shots of Quentin Tarantino movies. And there's a playlist of you can watch all of them or one from each individual movie or the best shots from each individual movie. It's really interesting. Christopher Nolan, it's got a good eye. Um, and then there's like the best shot from the Fablemans. So it's, I, I haven't seen anything like a full movie this week in in its entirety. Oh, you know what I saw? Mm. Suspiria. It, um, the original one? No, the oh. new the remake. Okay. It's uh, I I don't really like horror movies that much, but I do like them when they're like slow and methodical and pretty mm-hmm. like well done. And this is like this was very well done. I was like surprised mm-hmm. by how much I enjoyed it, considering how like fucked up it is. And it is one <laughs> of those. I mean, it's one of those fucked up movies. Like. There's a there's a scene where a girl she she gets killed. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. somebody dies in it and the way they die is through some like horror movie shit. Mm. But the way it's done is so interesting and so well shot um that it's like wow and it's pr- it's so gruesome and fucked up. It's just one of those like like hereditary is like it's a little bit unsettling um especially throughout most of it but um but i really liked it. i've never seen the original i've always heard about the original and from yeah. what i understand this is like the original was not really doesn't barely has a story and it's more just like it's more remembered for like how artistically done it is like the mm-hmm. shot like the color and the way the lighting and all this stuff it's not really like remembered so much for like how awesome the story was this was like you're watching a story unfold and it's better if you don't know the original because you're just Mm. like, I don't know what I'm watching. I don't know what's happening. And you're letting like the sort of the mystery of what's happening just sort of take you in. I thought it was really well done. And I I really enjoyed it from Luca Guadagnino, uh, Guadagnino or Guadagnino, um, who directed uh, Call Me By Your Name and Mm. recently Bones and All, which I haven't seen either. Mm. Okay. But, worth checking out i mean I, I i don't know how you feel about horror movies no i'm fine with them like i, I do I, I don't i don't mind them at all like i'll i'll watch a horror movie it's just um i'm not and i'm not the type of be oh i don't want to be scared or anything like that it's just um um i don't know i'm just i'm just not i don't go searching for them yeah you know necessarily thing, you know the thing i don't i'm not drawn to them for is so often is because uh, for a lot of horror movies, I feel like horror movies are only horror. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. no, there's a lot of horror movies that were just, there's no like jokes. There's no, there's nothing else. It's just horror. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. can watch a comedy movie and there's dramatic parts. You can watch, uh, you know, 
a sci-fi movie and there's funny parts or there's scary parts or there's mm. some parts, but like more often than not, like horror movies are just it's like it's all about scare and no, we're not letting up. We're not fucking doing anything cute. Like fuck yeah. you, no jokes. <laughs> you take this shit seriously. I'm like, all right, I get it, I get it, but it can be in, you know, it doesn't. It yeah, can be scary and have, have moments of levity in it. Yeah, it can be just have a full experience. Like, you know, once upon a time in Hollywood has a horror scene in it. In my opinion, the scene where he's like. He's going to the trailer to the Manson check family. Up on George. Yeah. Spawn, check up yeah. on George. Yeah. It's like a horror movie scene. Brilliantly done. But like, yeah, but it's part of a bigger scene that has violence that or part of a bigger movie that has laughs, violence, uh, emotional stuff, sincerity. It's not just one thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. I'm trying to think of the last thing I've seen. I have X and Ty West movie downloaded that i've right. been meaning to see because i wanted i saw a trailer for pearl yeah. and that really intrigued me and i i guess they're connected i i don't want to research too much because i just kind of want to go in um but i have it on there and it, like i said i had it downloaded on my my uh tv for maybe a month or so and i just said like uh just like i'd rather watch something else mm-hmm. this like random romantic comedy or whatever it is and yeah, I have to go around to to watch it. But I'm thinking the last last new horror movie that I have seen. I guess the Orphan first 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 kill um, was the last one I saw. I saw it in theaters, and that was actually I I love I not love it, but I really liked it. It's it's one of those movies I consider just dumb and fun. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just dumb, and this the, the logic doesn't really make sense. But I'm like, oh, if you guys know that you're you're being dumb, that's all right. I'll I'll sit back yeah. and enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah. so like, yeah okay so it's a yeah bit like, I, it's a bit like megan have you seen the trailers for megan i've seen meg the uh, the trailers for megan yes i saw that okay. and i was like what the fuck is going on with this that was like <laughs> that's one where i'm like i can't really figure it out because i'm like do they are they trying to be like are they treating this seriously or are they trying to be like guys like like we're trying to m- make it a meme yeah, yeah. The most awkward part of that that trailer is that doll dancing. It's just yeah. so eerie. <laughs> yeah, it looks so weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they know what they're doing. So I think yeah. that's yeah. but uh so I think we could call it there. Uh do you have any plugs? Uh no, not really. If anyone's interested in uh following me on social media and um getting any um movie recommendations, you can follow me on Twitter. It's Dro Esquire, I think it's D R O underscore E S Q. Um yeah, if you just do a search engine search search for Dro Esquire, my stuff will come up and feel free to chat about some movies and if you want um movie uh reviews uh or i mean excuse me recommendations let me know i'm always up for it so sounds good uh christian duran svp on instagram and all that good stuff uh you can find me on letterbox i have a letterbox account if you mm. want to you know follow me on there and see what movies i'm watching and get all the reviews that i'm I'm trying to be better about like putting my thoughts on movies as I trying to log them and put my thoughts on them as I watch them. So those will be there. Um, yep. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.